You are the Lord. Let your name be glorified. You are the Lord. Let your name be glorified. We give you glory and honor. You are the Lord. Let your name be glorified. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I am your host. Thank you for joining me. Um, hello, how are you? I hope everything is fine with you. Welcome. Thank you for joining me today on this Musing, the 3rd of March. This year is off to a rearing start. There's a lot going on in Nigeria. We've just gone through our presidential elections, which was like <laughs> the greatest cab, the greatest heist. We actually watched a heist in real time. I mean, this is the stuff that Netflix documentaries are made of, and I hope somebody's going to make a documentary about this. It was a massive heist. I've never seen such a thing in my life. And it was playing out on social media because people were live streaming, people were posting. Anyways, I don't want to talk too much about that, but let's just say we're still in the thick of it. Results have been challenged. A in quotes winner has been announced completely lacking in any form of legitimacy um what i'm happy about is that people are you know some of the the candidates are challenging the process because i was very worried about the message that was being sent on to all nigerians by what the national electoral commission did on saturday and by announcing it in the dead of the night. I mean, I've never, you know, wicked, but everything the Bible says about evil and darkness is really true. He said, Jesus, uh, Jesus said that people who do, that somebody who is doing the right thing will bring his works out to light. In other words, will open it up that everybody should come and see. But that the person that is doing evil is the person that doesn't want, they will want to remain in the darkness because they don't want their evil deeds to come to light. And that really, really strikes me because I'm like, so that means even darkness knows that what they are doing is wrong. But the person who knows that what he or she is doing is good is very keen and eager to bring it out to light and say, please, come and have a look at this. Come and have a look at what I'm doing. So they announced the winner at 4 a.m. Have you, have, you, have you ever heard that? When all Nigerians were sleeping, we woke up. I mean, I woke up around 6 a.m., checked my phone to see that he had been announced two hours before. and had he'd, So he was awake None of the other candidates were there, done by a so-called federal government. Scandalous and shameless. You know, for me, I am just thanking God for the path that he has made me walk on. That has enabled me to have at least a sense of what is right or wrong. And to also have pride in myself and in my name and the name of Jesus and what it stands for. Because when I look at this, I keep asking myself, these people, this person will have a wife. They will have children. But then when I see the kind of post some of their children make on social media, some of them, I realize that they were raised a certain kind of way. So they don't see anything wrong with that. They were raised with a, the end justifies the means kind of thing. So even when their parents behave in very shameless, shameful ways, I'm sorry to say, you know, and it doesn't have any impact on them because they just don't know. They don't know any better. So anyways, I'm happy that it's been challenged. 
because that message I was get I was really worried and concerned about living I mean how do I then how do you uphold principles in any in any shape or form how do you you know insist on transparency from exam bodies how do you insist on um companies making sure that the right people get the job people that merits that promotion is done on merits if at the end of it anybody can just doctor results you know do anything they like and the public sector you know it, they, they're just like in a different world I, they're just in a different world so i'm happy that this trans you know people are insisting on scrutiny they're insisting on transparency the most important thing for me is that the name of the lord be glorified i know it is almost impossible if one is looking at it from the physical perspective it's almost impossible to get justice within the nigerian system particularly on something as sensitive as this because the people who have made an industry out of politics and out of governance they will never they will rather die shed their last blood and the last blood of their generation of course they never ever shed their own blood but they will rather shed the blood of every other person that they can than to relinquish that power or to work against what they see as their own interest. So it is a battle between the deepest, darkest parts of hell and the kingdom of light. And the only prayer that I can pray at this time is that God should glorify himself because I cannot say, oh God, let the best man win. I cannot say, oh, let this person win. It's better for me to just say, God, glorify yourself. Use this as an opportunity to show people that you're really God and that you rule in the kingdom of men and you give it to whomsoever you will that's my only prayer because the evil is much but i'm happy i am happy that the results are being challenged in fact on monday when i do my linkedin post i will say something that will show every at least talk to the people that make let the people that know me know what my stand is on this issue because it's very wrong it's very very wrong very 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 wrong fundamentally wrong intrinsically wrong inherently wrong you know and wrong in every way and you know the the worst argument i hate is when people say things like oh for the sake of peace for the sake of peace you shall allow what this kind of scandalous fraudulent behavior to pass that, oh Lord, anyway, sorry, don't get me started on Nigerian politics. But for me, why I raise these sort of things on this podcast, because again, like, like I said, this podcast talks about faith, life, and love. I am not one of those Christians who does that, oh, let's just stay in our own world and we're doing our own thing. Like I said, Jesus in Matthew 5, on the Sermon of the Mount, one of the first things, once he started that sermon, he told us we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. If Jesus wanted us to act as though the world was not existing, first of all, he should even have taken us out of the world. Immediately you get saved, you just die, or you are transmitted, or you are raptured, or something. That should have been it. The reason why he kept us here was for us to impact our world, and he made that very clear. So, it, it, it doesn't mean you have to be involved in politics, but you have to be involved in governance and transparency. Even if you are not involved in politics and governance, you you have to be involved in transparency. You have to be invo- involved in allow you know speaking up for transparency. If you are, in fact, I, I read a lot of comments and there's for me, I'm really interested in shining a light on this issue. And maybe at some point, if God will lead me, maybe I need to write a book on this because I think that 
we don't really on we're, we're struggling in christianity with in terms of our role in governance and when i say governance i don't mean that you must be in politics you can actually be like what we've seen now civic society organizing themselves to shine the light on what um, politicians are doing and ensure that they do the right thing because these things impact lives on Saturday, we saw thugs coming out of nowhere, beating people. We saw videos of co- of coppers being tortured. People's children. Are you telling me that Christians should stay out of that? Keep quiet. Did you not read your Bible? Must you wait? Is it until Jesus comes to come and explain it to you that you understand that you cannot keep quiet? All of us have to speak. Because one day, this same violence will come to your doors. Is that then when you will be looking for people to speak up for you? I, I will not wait. To, me, I will not wait. I won't wait until when, God forbid. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you speak up to vindicate your own self. Because they do it to your neighbor. It's a matter of time before it is done to you. And it pains me that Christians, we don't see this. At the end of the day, we are allowing the people that we call the children of darkness to be the ones speaking up for transparency for what is right. These things ought not to be so. Although I will say, I mean, from what I've seen, particularly within the young ones, we have both, you know, believers. But then they are really, they are not necessarily, it's not necessarily being led by Christians. You know, the challenge that we're seeing, it's not, when I say necessarily, I mean by people who self-identify as Christians. But it's led by Nigerians of all faiths and religions, of which there are Christians among them, of which there are Muslims and others. But what binds all of them is a is a value system of um, equity, of fairness, of justice, and of commitment to the collective, the interest of the collective, which is an amazing thing to see. But then the people who self-identify as Christians, you know what I'm saying, the people who like carry I am a this on their head, they are taking a back seat. It's okay. I mean, you know, at the end, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. But the point is, um, if and when you find yourself in that kind of situation at, at another time, you know, don't, 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 um, don't expect other people to speak for you. That's all I will say. You know, um, I always, I, I, I try to live by that. Do unto others. I mean, if I partook in an election, and it was handled the way it was handled. I will expect that people will speak up for me. It shouldn't be only me. Do you understand? It shouldn't be only me coming out to say, oh, because if I'm the one saying it, it then looks as if it's because I did not win. Whereas everybody can see that it was an unjust process. Let other people speak, then I can then speak. And that's the way community, that's the way society should work. Because otherwise, we'll be overrun by mafia gangs. And that's what has happened. We've been overtaken by gangster rogues and going out and representing themselves as I am the president of the 200 and million, and they're getting the respect that is due to a nation that is so big, whereas ideally we should never have granted them that legitimacy based on the kind of evil acts that they are committing against their own people. Anyway, my prayer is that the Lord will glorify himself, that's all. And that's why I sang that song, You are the Lord, let your name be glorified. We give you glory and honor. You are the Lord, let your name be glorified. I pray, that's my actual prayer for him. And, and God likes that prayer because I noticed in the book of John that Jesus prayed that prayer a lot. He said, Lord, glorify thyself. 
with the glo- and glorify thyself with the glory that I had with you before the foundation of the of the earth of the world. He kept saying that glorify me with the glory that I had with you. Glorify yourself. You know, he said that throughout his prayers in the book of John in around chapter 17, just before he left, or he you know, just before he went to the he was arrested and they went through his crucifixion and death and all that. So I am watching these events very closely because I want to see the Lord glorify himself. I, I have come to realize that he answers our prayers because if you know even the prayers we pray for our nations and I'm beginning to realize now why God says pray without season. It's almost like there is a there is a bucket full of our prayers go into a into a into a container into, and, and it's there's a, it needs to get to a point. There's a level that it needs to get to. It needs to get to a level and overflow for it to have the kind of impact that we want. And every drop of prayer counts. Every drop of prayer counts. So some, And because we don't know how far our prayer travels and the amount of prayer that is required to overwhelm the evil, we sometimes, you know get discouraged we don't we stop praying or we don't pray as much or we don't pray as often i'm realizing that and we also don't realize that our prayers outlive us there are prayers that there are things that have been fulfilled now that is based on the prayers of people who have gone and passed away just like the prayer of jesus for those who would hear and believe in him through the words and the testimony of the apostles it's that prayer outlived him so that even people like me, born thousands of years after Jesus' life and ministry on earth, that prayer still performed in our lives. So it's important to pray the prayer and to continue praying the prayer while you have breath in your body, a body on this earth to live on, while we have this time, because the prayer will outlive you. Some will be manifested on this earth. Some after, I mean, while in in my lifetime. Some after our lifetime. But it's important because you are praying ahead for the next generation. All of the patriarchs of the Bible did this. They prayed for their next generation. And we can see that the generations, the prayers were answered. Is it, let's think about it. Is it possible that the nations that have actually survived till date have been the nations of those who Someone in those nations prayed ahead that God will keep and protect that nation. Is it possible? In fact, I'm coming out in goosebumps now. Because when I look at Israel, the prayers of the patriarchs for their generations, God kept it, which is why we have Israel till today. A lot of the ancient societies, nations that lived, that were inexistent at the time Israel was born are no longer around. They're not even bearing this. Even if they were, in fact, they're not around. They don't exist anymore. Most of them. Some still do. But Israel not only survived, it still, it still has the same name. <laughs> Which is a source of concern for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? It still has the name. The name from the Bible. From thousands of years ago. It's an amazing thing. So you see a nation where there are books, old scrolls were discovered where they are saying they are the people of God. 
and that God said he will give them a land and he will scatter them and he will bring them back into a land and we see the fulfillment of it before our eyes and we are still debating whether the Bible is the word of God. A book literally dated by archaeologists as being scrolls of, 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 of um, writings dated by archaeologists as being thousands of years old had predicted, had foretold and had also written about what had happened, what God had said described the activities of the people everything we know about how they lived documented very well wonderful scribes and all of it talking about this nation that is still existing to today so what i'm saying is that god is interested in nations god is interested in tribes and peoples in the book of Revelation, we see where he talked about, he says, every tribe and tongue, that a vast number of people came from every nation, tribe and tongue. They all came before his throne. They were wearing white robes and, you know, before heaven, in heaven. Why? Because God himself created the nations in Acts 17. So how can you then say you are in a nation and you are not bothered? God wants a kingdom that will have representation from all the nations that he created. So this is why he wants us to be salt of the earth and light of the world. So that we preserve those nations for him. That the enemy does not corrupt those nations 100%. And that we secure the remnant of the Lord. How will we do that if we allow darkness to pervade everywhere? We are supposed to shine the light in our own areas. And it's the God that will give us that wisdom. Shine the light means not covering the darkness. I am re- I've come to realize now through these elections that when they say silence is complicity, that's a secular phrase, it is true. And even though the Bible may not put it in such succinct terms in the, in the English translation of the Bible of, or the relevant verses in the way that we can understand, the Bible does say this as well because I think it was in the book of Deuteronomy when, or when one of the prophets um, was speaking against, was it Edom or so, and he was telling them that God was going to judge them because when evil came against their brother Israel, they stood by and they did nothing. So he said, for that reason, he's going to judge them. That when strangers came to come and attack your brother, because you had beef against your brother, sibling rivalry, you stood back and you walked, that you even rejoiced in the day of his calamity. Therefore, I, Jehovah God, will judge you. The day I read that thing, I was very happy because I said, yes, you see. I mean, do you really need anybody to tell you? Like you see people attacking your neighbor. Even if you can't go and help, at least you call 911. Do you understand? How do you just sit there and do nothing? And then you call yourself a Christian. There's something wrong with our ethics. There's something very fundamentally wrong with our ethics. So, I read yesterday, I'm going to end it here. I read yesterday, there was a tweet by a um, a pastor. um, And he said, you know, he was giving guidance. I mean, this is a guy that never tweets about politics. I follow him, he follows me. He never, he's always, you know, this kind of Christians that even when um, there's an earthquake, they'll be posting um, scripture verses, you know, completely, I mean, communications verses, they, they, they are never relevant to the times. They have created this world of themselves that is driven by their church programs and they never speak to the season, you know. So, and, and the thing that that's Christian is highly unchristian, extremely unchristian. One thing that God always is always relevant. Every time I, 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 I have a spiritual diary where I write, you know, things that are what God speaks to me every day. I just pick up my Bible and I start writing. 
God always speaks to. He never, he he doesn't, do you understand? He, 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 he doesn't talk off points. If whatever it is that is top of mind for me, in fact, some things that maybe may be top of mind that I don't even think or that is top of mind or is top of spirit, he doesn't bring his own agenda and now start talking, oh, shola. he starts from my context. He will paint a bigger picture and, you know, try to bring me out of my reality, but he always starts from my context. How are you a preacher of the gospel? Teaching message, that teaching that is not relevant to the context and when I mean context, I mean the environmental context. Because people operate within an environment. If there's naira scarcity or there's, you know, if there's cost of living crisis, you have to recognize that must be relevant. I don't get it. I just don't get it. And the reason why I'm talking like this is that I'm a communications consultant. Whenever people ask me to come and do presentations, the first thing I do is understand their context. My seminars, my workshops, they are always bespoke. I tailor it. Even though, in fact, now I'm just really trying to do like a standard, you know, like package and all of that. But it's been very challenging for me because I always tailor my, my, my stuff. I find it very difficult to just run, you know, a, a, a workshop or a le- learning program that is not tailored or relevant to the in niche, to the context. So if I'm talking to people from uh, in the oil industry... All the examples, the case studies I will give will be about the oil industry. That's how I... And it always has a massive effect. My seminars and workshops, people are always engaged. They never... In fact, the feedback, it's always... Because that's how you get people's attention. And Jesus was like that, which is why Jesus used parables. Things that people will understand. Jesus was a master communicator. So was God. And that's why God didn't speak from heaven through clouds. He spoke through men. Because he knew that men, he used the language of men to speak to men. It needs to be relevant. I don't... <laughs> anyway, anyway, so this uh, pastor did this tweet and he said that, you know, um, that he was advised by his um, spiritual leader that they should stay out of politics when they are preaching and all of that because, you know, the word of God doesn't change but politics can change, blah, blah, blah. And that there are people in your organization, in your church, who may be different um, political parties. So that's fine and all that. So I, I reflected on that point and I said, first of all, he was taking advice from an American preacher who was working in a country where the institutions are strong and politics is just really about who is in, who is in power. The institutions are strong enough to curtail the powers of the president. He wasn't talking in a country like ours where the institutions are, in, are controlled by a president that nobody controls. So the context is different. It's as different as being a Christian in Saudi Arabia versus being a Christian in, in the U.S. You, you cannot advise a pastor in America with all, you, you understand, does not have the frame of reference to advise a pastor in Saudi Arabia or in, or in China. Uh, maybe not China, but Saudi Arabia or Iran or in Somalia. You know what I'm saying? So, how he was translating, because, I mean, this was his spiritual father, how he then took that as a universal principle, I think was where he was wrong. So, yes, I do agree. Pastors should not be involved in, they can make the decision, they shouldn't be involved in politics to that extent. That's, yes, it, it's a conflict of interest. It can be at some point. But by all means, you need to be involved in advocacy. 
In fact, that's your primary role. And it's a, it's a role for every citizen. And I think it's because we never ever studied civic education in Nigeria. They never really told us that there was something like the office of a citizen. So we've carried that very silly mindset into Christianity. Whereas in Christianity, Christianity says, if you see evil being done and you are in a position to speak, speak. Do not cover evil up by your silence. Why? Because if you were in that position and other people did that, you will feel bad. Sometimes the only help you can give is to speak up. This happens in offices. Somebody is being cheated. Everybody is keeping quiet because it was the boss that did it. You, it, It's dangerous. So. I know for a lot of us, we've been like, ah, but if it's, ah, no, what would I say now? Who am I? I say it, but you know that the day it will happen to you, don't go and ask, cry to God and wish why nobody spoke. Don't claim that they were wicked to you because if it was you, you will not speak up. And is this really how we want to run the world? So, anyways, I'll leave it at that. But my prayer for Nigeria at this point is that his name be glorified. Let his name be glorified. And I'm going to continue reflecting on this whole thing about Christian ethics and our role in society as advocates. And I'm not even just saying, I'm not saying activists. I mean, I'm, I'm even surprised that I'm even having to have this kind of conversation where, really, do you need to be a Christian to know that if they are doing something wrong to somebody, you should try to speak up, try to help. That's all what the Bible says now. Because where will we stop this, our non-interventionist policy? Is it until they... Do you understand? The, the, we talked about the parable of the Good Samaritan. Was it his business? The guy that um, got attacked and robbed and was left to die by the roadside, did he have anything to do with him? He wasn't responsible for it. He should just have walked by. And the Bible does say that the first person walks by. The second person walks by. It was the third guy that said, ah, ah. And he saved that person's life. Who will God vindicate? Those two men, they'll be surprised in the day of judgment when God will ask them that you saw somebody lying, you did not touch. And they'll be like, when? Who? You say, ah. So, and, uh, gosh. And, and, you know, in all of this that I'm saying, why I'm so passionate about it is that I know that I myself have been, I'm caught up in this because I have been raised this way. So I believe that why God keeps bringing me back to this is for me, for transformation to take place in my own life as well. So that I myself understand what I'm, what Christianity is in the context of my life today. And again, that brings me back to the reason for this podcast. This podcast, our tagline is a daily Christian podcast about talking about faith, life, and love in the context of scripture and in, in the context of Christ. And that's it. It's not just about how God, Jesus is going to make me a better person for myself or the blessings of God and the promises of God. It's about faith. It's about love, which is working in the love of Christ and love of God, and the love of his word, the love of his kingdom, the love of his spirit, and the love of our neighbor, and also life. How do we deal with life? Not just life on a personal level, but life on a societal level, life on a parental level, life on a professional level. That's what this is all about. How do I become the best version of myself in Christ? When Jesus says, let's your light so shine that all will see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Do you know what that means? Your life to be so miraculous, so transformative, so inspiring. 
that people will lift up, we just be like, I thank God for this person. They will just, if I went there mention you, they said, I thank God for, I thank God for Sister Shola, thank God for, thank, as in people will be thanking God on your behalf, whether you are there or not. That's the standard that God expects from all of us. This, I am on a journey of learning how to become that kind of person. I don't think I'm that kind of person yet. But this is what this is all about. And I will not stop. For as long as breath is in my body and the God, the Lord that I serve gives me life. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted. And have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.